Um, and I am also very honored to introduce our daughter-in-law, Alexis Acanero, who is going to be leading today. There is um, a message she's had on her heart for quite a while, and I am excited to hear what it is. Good morning. I'm really nervous. <laughs> um, yeah, because I can stand up here and sing all day, but uh, have me talk, and I am very nervous, so <laughs> just bear with me if this isn't quite as eloquent as other people are. Um, but like she said, my name is Alexis, and I have been leading worship here for about, I think this is one of my third year. That's awesome. So I love it. I love this church family. Everybody here is so, I just love Front Royal. I love you guys. Um, but anyone who knows me knows that I'm a very passionate person. I'm Italian, so that means <laughs> so that means I talk really loud and I get really fast when I'm excited, and I also talk with my hands so that I can put that exclamation point at the end whenever I'm making a point. But it also is probably why I have a hard time saying no a lot, and it's also probably why I'm so bad at resting. <laughs> um, because my passions honestly consume every single thought of my mind every single day. I have trouble falling asleep sometimes because I'm just constantly thinking about all the things that I'm passionate about and all the things that I wanna do and what can I do next and what can, it, it, it's very exhausting sometimes. And I say passions because I'm passionate about so many things and everything actually. <laughs> um, and it, I just can't seem to make up my mind. <laughs> But passion is the enthusiastic enjoyment and compelling desire of an interest, activity, or person. It is an intense driving or overwhelming, overmastering feeling. And when I think about um, examples of passion from God's word, I think about David, who was a man after God's own heart. He had a passion for worshiping with his heart, and he had a passion for writing the Psalms, which is basically our beginner's uh, hymnal. <laughs> and he's a man who relentlessly loved and followed after God. And actually, our worship team is doing an in-depth study on David right now. So if anybody's interested in joining us, we usually do that around 9.30ish is when we usually do that. So you're welcome to come to that if you'd like to. I also think of Esther, who had a passion for her people and whose passion compelled her to put trust in her faith and find her courage so that she could come before the king to save them. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were so passionate about God that they would rather burn in a fire than bow down to any false king. I think about John the Baptist, who's a little bit different, um, but he knew Jesus was coming, and he spent his days baptizing and teaching people truth. I also think of Peter, Simon Peter, who had a raw passion that got him in trouble more often than not. And when I was doing this, actually, I've always thought of myself as David, but the more I was writing this, I was like, oh, no, you're very much Peter. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, he's, he spoke with his heart and not with his head, which isn't always a bad thing, but in this case, yes, it was. Um, he was so eager and ready to act without thinking, but he wasn't ready yet for what he was going to do. He let his passion cloud his vision for the big picture that Jesus had, that he couldn't see past the things that he didn't understand until he surrendered and gained a better understanding of himself and a closer, more dependent walk with Jesus. 
And then, of course, I think of Jesus, our Savior, who has a passion that is unmatched, a passion for Scripture and God's holy word that he can recite it at any moment, a passion for God's house and holy temple that compelled him to drive out the tax collectors and destroy their tables, a passion for children that he did not send them away, but told his disciples to let the children come to me, a passion for the sick, hungry, broken, and needy that he healed and helped so many people so many times. He had a passion for teaching, which he's still doing as we read and learn from the same lessons that he used all those years ago. And finally, a passion for you and I, that he would die a terrible death on the cross so that we would be saved. These all sound really nice and put together when you say them like that. <laughs> they're written in a way to be inspiring, but they're also truth. And it just sometimes can make us feel like, wow, what I'm passionate about will never compare to any of those. <laughs> but our passions and talents can be so much simpler than all of that. And it doesn't mean that we can't use them for God's glory. So I'm going to show you some examples of people in my life that... I've seen passion from, and they've inspired me and impacted me. And it may seem a little unexpected, and it may seem like it might not make a huge difference, but here it is. First, I want to tell you about my little brother. Um, his name is Trenton, and he is currently in his final year of his master's degree in college, and he's about to go to med school in the fall. And for as long as I can remember, he has always had a passion for reading and learning. <laughs> he would always read the strangest books. He actually did coin collecting for a while. That didn't last long. <laughs> um, but he even went as far as asking for a textbook for a Christmas present one year. And I don't remember how old he was, but I do remember it was too young to really need a textbook or to want to read a text. I mean, for me anyways. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember it being very strange. But even now, when he comes home on his breaks from school, he's up way before I am, and he's already in the kitchen when I come down, and he's got his cup of coffee, he's got his laptop open, and he's listening to either a lecture, he's listening to an informational video or reading articles on his breaks. He's supposed to be resting and breaking, and no, he, he does it because he's passionate, and he just continues and striving on, and that's how I know he's going to be a fantastic doctor, because his passion and his work ethic has always shown really, really true to me. Next is my friend Carlos, who I'm actually not super close with, but he has made an impact on me for something that you might, not, might think is a little silly to talk about in church. He's passionate about sports, and particularly basketball. Um, he knows everything there is to know about the sport. He knows the rules. He knows the people's names. He knows momentous occasions. He knows their backstories, everything about all that stuff. Um, and he, he knows the dates of all of the momentous things that have happened. Now, I'm very passionate about my husband, but I could not tell you the date that I said I love you to him for the first time. <laughs> I can't remember. And he knows these dates of this stuff in this basketball that I don't have anything to do. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know jack about basketball. But I could honestly sit there and listen to him talk about this for hours because when he talks about it, his whole demeanor changes. His face lights up. He, his vocabulary changes. He gets so excited. And, and it might seem silly, but honestly, like, I'm just captivated by it, and I, and I could listen to him talk about it. And, 
And when he, play, when he plays it, he's, I'm, he's probably shorter than I am, actually, but he plays it. It's his go-to sport. It's, it's really cool. And then, of course, I cannot talk to you about passion without talking about my husband, Jake, who, as long as I can remember, has had a passion for music. And I can, he always, he just picks a song and he gets, he gets almost obsessed with it and he wants to play it perfectly and he'll be working on it for a while and he'll be like, hey, come, come look at this that, I, that I've been working on. So I'll sit there and be like, hey, play for me. <laughs> And he's just so drenched in passion when he's playing. Like, it honestly brings tears to my eyes because it's just like a, like a silly little song to me, but he just is so, just his face changes, he's looking at it, and he's just playing in focus, and, and his passion is just truly inspiring to me. And when we were starting up a fresh church in Winchester, I remember he immediately was like, yeah, I want to help with sound. I want to make sure that our music is going to sound good. And he just became totally obsessed with making our sound. It sounded okay. We had very basic beginner level tech when we started. And he was like, nope, we can do better. <laughs> so he put in the time and he researched. And I, the reason I know he did this is because at the time he was working from home. So his office was actually in our bedroom. And so it would be two in the morning, four in the morning. And the computer light, I need pitch dark to sleep. The computer light would be beaming, and I would be like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just trying to figure out this last thing, and then I'll come to bed. And he'd say that three or four times some nights. <laughs> but he would be up because he just wanted to do better. He has a perfectionist mindset when it comes to something he's passionate about. And he would just, his work ethic, and he put in the time. And again, having a full-time job up till four in the morning, working the next morning, putting in. And, and I mean, their live feed really speaks for itself. He did our sound this morning. I mean, how was it? Yeah. <laughs> And he's now the sound engineer at, Win at our Winchester campus. And I'm just so proud of him. And Jake, your passion really inspires me. Thank you. <laughs> so I ask you today, what is it that you're passionate about? What moves you from that place of comfort and complacency to a proactive position? So I'm going to press pause on talking about passion for a second. And I want to talk about our purpose. Now, a very churched way of asking this question is to say, what do you think your calling is? <laughs> so when I was in college, I took a religious course to which a professor asked us to write down what we believed our calling was. And people wrote down things that you would think, uh, I'm called to youth ministry, I'm called to be a pastor, I'm called to lead worship, all the stuff that you would think people would answer when they say it's my calling. And I can remember he... We put these on a, um, in a basket, and he proceeded to pick through them and read them out. They were anonymous, but he picked through them, and he read them out, and he was just one after the other. Nope. 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 And we're all, like, sinking in our chairs, like, oh, no. And he said, and this stuck with me, first and foremost, we're called to love God and love others, period. Everything else is about our passion and our talents, and our spiritual gifts. After that first commandment and call, the next step is to figure out what those things are, and then whatever makes us happy and passionate, and then go do it for the glory of God. That's what it is. I tell my team all the time, if you're not passionate about worship, I tell them, 
go do something else then. Not because I don't want them on this team. I definitely want them. But your passion, if you're passionate for something else, by wasting your time doing something you're not passionate about, you're missing out on doing what you're actually passionate about and what you can do with that. And when Jake and I actually first started talking about 10 years ago, he said something to me that has stuck with me ever since, and I actually had to go back and find it because I couldn't remember the exact wording. But he said, the way I see it is that God gave us these talents for a reason. How can we just throw them away and do something else with our lives? So I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 and 30. Um, about the man and his gold coins. If, any, if you have your Bibles, you can turn. If not, then I'll read it to you. <clears throat> Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once to put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. And the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of whose servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew what I harvest, what I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have... <clears throat> put my money on, on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." So with this, I want you to think of our ba the bags of coins as talents instead. Invest in your talents and they will multiply. But also, if you do nothing with them, you'll lose them. Because we're living in a time now where we can't just do nothing. Coming to church on Sundays and sitting through a service and then going to Cracker Barrel for brunch isn't going to cut it anymore. We might feel good for the week. It might even feel good to check it off of our checklist. But what does that do to further God's kingdom? I promise you that any talent and passion can be used for God's glory. Maybe you like taking pictures. We actually have a need for that in this church, believe it or not. 
Maybe your passion is math. You can count offering or count people as they come in. Or actually, when we do fundraisers or events, we could use somebody to handle the budgets for those things. Maybe you like sports. You can help in kids' ministry and youth ministry. They play games all the time, and we could totally use that knowledge to do so many fun things for them. Maybe you like reading and learning. Start a life group or even a Bible quizzing team because I would totally be a part of that. If you don't know what Bible quizzing is, come talk to me afterwards. It's really fun. (laughs) Maybe you're passionate about technology. Our media team actually needs help as we're continuing to grow and continuing to get more exciting gadgets. Maybe you're passionate about social media. We can use that too. Maybe you like art and drawing. These walls look pretty empty to me. Anything that you have can be used for God's glory. Maybe you're here saying, I want to help, but I just can't commit to be here every Sunday. That's fine. It doesn't need to be every week. It can be once a month. Or even if you can't commit once a month, help with our big events. We can always use an extra hand. We often think of times, we often think times that are offering is just the money that we give. But I promise you that the time that we give back is just as important and it will be just as much a blessing when you do it. Maybe you're here today thinking, my purpose is to lead something. I have vision and passion and I wanna lead. That's great. But I was given some really good advice once by a pastor in college and it's also stuck with me. And it kind of struck me the wrong way at first, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized it's true. He said that leading is also about serving. So if you think you want to lead, you need to humble yourself and start by cleaning the bathrooms. And I was like, okay. So if you're thinking, yeah, I want to lead, but then I said that and you're like, I am not cleaning the bathrooms, (laughs) then I'm just going to say this out of, honest love, you need to check your heart before you think you're ready to lead. Because, yeah, somebody else will do it. Her name is Patricia, and she's been the only one consistently cleaning this church every Saturday since for years. So thank you, Patricia, for being a servant. We really appreciate you. And again, if you don't know where to start, just come in and do some dusting and sweep the floors. It it doesn't take much. And there's a difference between not being willing to serve and not being able to serve. I know there's people in this church who are not physically able to do some of the things I've been talking about this morning, but there's still a place for you here. We have a prayer team that hasn't, hasn't met yet since we've reopened, but has still been diligently praying for this church during all this time. And if you can't make it to the meetings, that's fine. Give me your email and I'll keep you updated on everything because prayer changes things. And if you can't do that, maybe just come like 10 minutes early before church and welcome people as they come in because seeing a friendly face when you're new makes a huge difference. Or even join the hospitality team and write cards to people who are sick, grieving, or celebrating something because there's nothing that makes me feel better when I'm sick than I think than a get well card. It makes a difference There's a place for everybody. Following our passions 
is something we cannot ignore. It makes too much of an impact. And I have some examples of what happens when we decide to follow our passions that God has given us and the people who are impacted because of it. And I'm going to try to get through this without crying. So 20 years from now, Mommy, because you followed you, because you allowed me to bring my guitar to church, and Phil, because you played in the worship team, I'm now playing and leading worship at my church and giving God glory. Daddy, because you served whenever you had the chance and always made church a priority, we now have the same work ethic and look for ways we can do the same. Mom, because you followed your creative passions by making cakes, I now have learned to be creative too. And because of that, I see the world differently, which helps me to reach people that others cannot. <laughs> Mom, because you followed your passion for people and serving by doing laundry and making meals for them, now I try to do the same and I try to fill a need whenever I see one and always look for a way to help. Mom, <laughs> sorry, this is hard for me because I prayed for this little boy for so long. Mom, because you prayed over me every night before bed, I know how to talk to Jesus and go to him when I need help and when I'm hurting. This is why it's so important. Thank you. <laughs> This is why it's so important. Those little faces, they need us to follow our passions. They need us. They need us to serve the Lord because they're growing up in a world where they need us to be the church and they need us to, they just need us. <laughs> how can we expect things to change and how can we look at this generation of kids growing up and shake our heads and say they don't care about anything when we set the example by doing nothing? Light yourself on fire and people will come for miles to watch you burn. I have another friend who I didn't tell you about until now. And some of you know this story, but this story has literally changed my life. When I was in college, I was a part of a traveling worship choir called Campus Choir. And we traveled um, during breaks and we would go all around the country and even out of the country. And over one summer, we went to California and the trip was going well. We were going to all these churches, and, and it was really a great trip. About halfway through, my friend Nikki started to feel weird, and she was rushed to the hospital where they found out she had kidney stones. And she was on the front line of our, of our, of our choir. 
This girl was in severe pain because, and I know this because my room was on the other side of her hotel room and we could hear her screaming and crying in pain as she tried to pass the stones. And every time we tried, we prayed over her, we said, Lord, just take this pain from her. Please help her to pass this so that we can just get on with our missions trip. Little to know that the ministry was what she was going through for me. Despite all of this that she was going through, we still worshiped. She still stood in front of the choir, leading songs, worshiping and praising God, even though she was in pain. She got the pain, I'm sure the painkillers helped, but I mean, probably not a lot. My mom just went through kidney stones and she said it wasn't that, it wasn't fun. (laughs) But she still worshiped full out. I never, if I didn't know what she was going through, there's no way I would have known that she was in that much pain because she just kept her focus on her passion and on Jesus and it helped her get through it. I'll never forget that. And over the rest of, it was another week we were there, still in pain. It was the end of the trip. She finally passed the stone. So it was a long time that she could do that, but we can't commit to one Sunday a month. Now, this isn't for you if you're new to this church and you're trying to figure out if this is your place or if you're taking a break and you're resting. That's important, and, and I want you guys to do that. But if you're like, I can do more. I've been coming here for a while, and you know what we're about. Our mission's on the back wall right there. Teach the children, restore families, light our community and world. Maybe you're here today thinking, I want to get involved, but I just don't know what I'm passionate about. That's okay. Here's what I want to do for you. First of all, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) But next Sunday, I am going to do a, I don't know what to call it, so I'm going to call it a class. (laughs) Mostly a class or a meeting or whatever. And I'm going to have a quiz, a spiritual gift quiz. And I'm gonna take the time, I was gonna do it this week, but it's Mother's Day, go celebrate. <laughs> I wanna help you find your passion. I wanna help you find what, where you think you wanna plug in here. If you're passionate about youth, Phil's over there. Raise your hand, Phil. Talk to that guy. If you're t- passionate about care and helping people in the community, Stacy, talk to her. If you're passionate about hospitality, Susie, it's right back there. If you're passionate about small groups or if you want to help clean Patricia's back there. If you're passionate about kids, talk to Michelle. If you're passionate about music, media, or prayer, talk to me. And if you're passionate about something we don't have yet, you can talk to any of us. I'm going to say it one more time because it's so important. Invest in your talents and they will multiply not just in you, but in here. You can use anything to further God's kingdom. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this church of people who I know are going to step up and they're going to, they already have, but let's just get to that next level, Lord. I pray, God, that if somebody was impacted today, that their heart would just begin to stir about the passion that they may have been sitting on during this message. 
that you would just give them that confirmation right now, Lord, that yes, you want to use that for this church or for this community even. Let us just surrender to you, God, and just give you back what you've given us. And Lord, I pray for those who are resting and taking a break and just finding their place, Lord, that you bless them and that they just feel peace come over them, God. That they know that it's okay to do those things. Help remind me to do those things. But use our passions for your glory, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Excellent. Thank you so much, Alexis. That was very inspiring, and we're hoping everyone just can't.